Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is a great gardening weekend out there today and uh, it's good to see Calgary getting into the garden spirit. It's going actually pretty good. Weather's pretty decent. Nice warm weather yesterday. Nothing too crazy hot, not too cold, but very, very nice. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to all of uh all of our team out at Spruce It Up, they did a great job yesterday, so good job. And also to all of our customers that came out being very patient. We're doing the physical distancing. We do have arrows through the greenhouse and by the tills, and everyone's being very, very patient and understanding. So, um, again, thank you so much. Um, it, it makes everyone's life much easier if we're all on the same page and... Uh, and honestly, it's uh, it's been great because I belong to an independent garden center group on Facebook, which is the complaint book. I like to think about it sometimes, but it's uh, it's all where independent garden centers go and they gripe. But I'll be honest, I I see a lot of their comments about the customers and coming in and being grumpy and this and that. Uh, we've been very very blessed and very fortunate that. Um, the spruce people <laughs> and customers and um, are just being patient. We've got lots of room out there. Everyone's doing their distancing, um, being patient, waiting for help. Um, and anyways, just want to say thanks. It's been a great gardening weekend so far, and we do have lots and lots of product. We've been working hard at securing our product for, for all of our customers here. Um, we are working with numerous um, Alberta-grown greenhouses as well we do get some stuff from bc as well but uh we definitely found a couple new alberta garden greenhouses that we are working with that are growing a lot of the product for us as well so um again all canadian though i don't bring anything in from the states and again trying to support canada as much as possible and uh, so anyways thank you so much and I'll move on to the gardening. Um, got a few calls on already and a few texts. I know Joanna is on the other line. She's trying to get loaded up. She's having a couple issues loading the text line uh, on her computer. But uh, hopefully she gets that figured out. If not, I'll try to answer as much of those as I can um, in between calls. And I'll text on the breaks if uh, if Joanna doesn't get it up and going at her place. And right now I'm going to go to... Marsha. Good morning, Marsha. Morning. I've got two flower beds. One I've just started on the east side of the house, okay. and it's basically sand. And then I've got a 200-foot rock garden that I've had for years. It's mainly shady, and it's like cement rock. Okay. Well, we do have a product called Gypsum, and we do have some zeolite. Okay. Um, those were good, but then you just need to get some organic matters. What are you gonna? What do you plan on growing? Well, in the in the rock garden, I've got. I think they're called elephant ears and Solomon yep. seal. Virginia. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Are there any good plants that grow in clay soil? Well, uh, all of like most of Calgary is clay. So if you just add your topsoil into that, okay. like we're all we're kind of all in the same boat on that. We're kind of it's uh, it's it's the soil that we have, and most stuff will grow fine in it. Okay. Um, just want to add a bit of organic matter. You can either use the cocoa core, um, cocoa moss works as well. Um, sea soil, three-in-one mix, so the soil builder is another really good one. It has a blend of peat moss and compost mixed in already. Okay. So that, that one's actually quite nice. Um, if you find it's really dry, um, I would add a, some of the hemp scents. 
and that really really helps hold moisture it's it's a great moisture holder so if anybody has a real dry bed or yeah. anything the the hemp sense makes a big difference so okay and then that would work on the sand side where i'm trying to make it into a flower bed yeah yeah absolutely you could just add the soil builder and that would be be awesome for it and you said gypsum and and zeolite and zeolite zeolite yeah Okay, so I would just sprinkle that on top yeah, of it? Yeah, you just turn it over first, leave it lumpy, mix in your product, turn it over again, and then add the, each product sort of one at a time and sort of turn it over a couple times to get everything mixed in there nicely, and you should be good to go. Okay, and then with the clay one, should I be digging it up in the fall then too and making Abs- it lumpy? Yeah, I like to do that with all my soil. It just um, and it helps air it out and keep it cleaner. Okay. So, and then just, just and even amend it, like when you turn it over in the fall, you can even add your sea soil or, or if you're protecting some of your plants, use some of that mulch stuff, um, like the sea soil or the soil builder in the fall. Right. Because then it works as a mulch, but then the, it's in there first thing in the spring to amend your soil. Then you can just work it into the soil and then you're set to go. Excellent. All righty. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marcia. Right. Enjoy the day. You too. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Jill. Good morning, Jill. Oh, good morning. I'll turn my radio off here. All right. Uh, I have uh, suckers from an ash tree, which is just about, uh, well, it's on the golf course, and they've uh, suckered into my six Canadian Explorer roses. I didn't realize they were there. I'm just wondering how to remove them. Um, basically, if you, if you get yourself like a good sharp shovel and just sort of dig down, go right through them and just sort of do some root pruning. And if you can go to the fence line, if you can trace it back to there is the best solution. Uh-huh. If you can find the roots. Ash trees usually don't do that. It's not a poplar or something else. The ash usually don't sucker up too far like that. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're green ash. Okay. Yeah, very very rarely I've ever seen them. Like they're not um, typically they won't um, sucker too much like that. So um, yeah, just go down, and give it a good root prune, get a good sharp shovel, just cut right through it, and, and it won't hurt the no, um, the roots of the roses. No, no, because oh. you're just uh, you're just going to be cutting the roots of of the tree that's coming up. Uh, okay, because they're pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, it's a bit. It's going to be a bit of work, um, but you have to dig down, cut, and if you have to dig around it, and then use a saw or some pruners or something to cut them, that's another way of doing it too. If you have to. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, they're about four. Yeah, the roots really big. Yeah. Sorry, that's uh. That's the only way. Okay. Yeah, it's the only way, really. To be honest, like we can't spray or kill anything, so it's just it's a bit of uh, labor and. Uh, and uh, hard work, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes there's just no easy solutions other than uh, <laughs> digging down. Got a question. Do you know if you have the millionaires? They haven't been, because of COVID, the the guys who do the cuttings for us, they put them on hold. Um, they're going now, and we should have them the first week or two in June we're hearing. They should be ready. They're just too small to ship right now, which kind of works out good because um, and we're for sure out of the frost, and, that, and that's sort of when the hummingbirds start coming up anyway. So um, we're still shy on the vermilionaires, so I'm sorry about that. 
but we are working to make sure we get some for later on into the season. All right, I'm going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning from the wilds of Acadia. <laughs> I know, I know a few wild the last ga- couple days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, two quick questions. Um, has the last frost uh, happened? <laughs> yeah, I cannot answer that 100%. It's a 50-50 bet on that one, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 got, I, I got, feel pretty good about it, to be honest. Um I have a lot of stock sitting outside. All the tree lot is right full. So I've invested. I've rolled the dice that we are past any kind of heavy killing frost. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about because right now I have my succulents outside. I've been shifting them in and out during the day and uh, shifting them out during the day and having them, bringing them back in the evening. So I'm just wondering. In succulents, you should be fine. They're actually fairly tough. Yeah. So you should be good with this leaving them out. The only ones I'd really worry mainly about would be like cucumbers, begonias, and patience. Some of those are a little bit more on the tender side, the potato vine, things like that. So, Okay, the other question is I've been watering with Organic Rage Plus. Yep. I'm just wondering if I should switch over to... Uh, Liquid uh, cactus plant food. Um, either one. Um, you're you're fine with uh, with the Rage Plus on those. Um, they're they're not a heavy feeder because they don't have a huge root system. Yeah. Um, so if you if you give them a shot of the of the Rage Plus, sort of once every two or three weeks, you'll be fine. Okay. Alrighty. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Gordon. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Maybe I'll take one more. We'll go down to High River, see what's going on with Mary. Go down, Mary. Not a thing. No? You're just, just hanging out? <laughs> I'm waiting for some rain. Well, we might oh, get some we on need Wednesday. Some rain. Wednesday. Yeah, I see that. I got it on the calendar. Yeah, it's pretty dry here. Did you mark that from a fog? Yeah, yeah from your 90 days. We've had a lot of fog. Yeah, so we did. So we're going to have quite a bit. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what I have to ask you is, these tall, at our new cemetery and around town, I'm seeing these very, very tall trees with these green bags around them. What are those green bags? The green bags are for watering. So oh, when they, are they? Yeah, they're actually very good. They kind of work like a... You know, like a coffee filter? Yeah. yeah, like a coffee filter on the bottom, so they're perforated on the bottom. Oh. So when they fill them up with water, all the water just slowly sinks into the tree. Oh, it's, okay. They're actually very good for trees, like for yeah, watering. Yeah, yeah. They what work. are they? What, what are they, a columnar poplar? Columnar aspen, I would, I would assume. They're what? Columnar aspen. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, another uh, question and I hope I gave her the right answer. This gal has a weeping caragana, yep. and she had it planted. She's had it for quite a while. Anyway, but and it was by a big rock. Now, everything turned black, the rock and all around. I told her to clean it off really, really good, clean everything off really good, and 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 put a bunch of, of good... Um, you know the the black. Uh, what do you call that stuff? You know the 
Just the I, soil? I buy or? from you. It's, oh, it's the Rage Plus? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rage. And I told her to do that and then and then wait a little bit and then give it a good shot of fertilizer. Is that good, good Absolute, advice? Absolutely. Even just the Rage Plus is fine. Um, yeah, that the will... Rage, though, is not all. It isn't all, all fertilizer, though. That's kind of a soil amendment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, but it also works really good as a fertilizer because it oh, gets all the it? tissue going and things like I that. I use it a lot. Yeah, no, it works really good. It does stink, too, though, doesn't it? Huh? It does stink. I know. We, oh, it stinks. Don't get down your uh, but I know. Don't ever get that Bobex on you. You'll have no friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you have to throw all your stuff in But the it garbage. does work keeping the deer away. <laughs> Just more than that. It's like eating too much garlic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Always good to hear from Mary. But right now I'm going to take a break. We're going to hear from some commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's trusted garden center. We're fully stocked. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And got a couple of questions, and this is very timely. Um, whether you have tea, like little roses ready or shrub roses or or hydrangeas and stuff like that, basically you want to wait till you just start seeing green coming up from your branches. Um, this is one from Margaret as well, but a lot of other people will be looking at this as well. And a lot of it you can tell by the color of the bark, especially on the roses, when you see that black and brown, a lot of that you cut out. And just, I like to go just above where the green is coming out so you can just trim off the top and then do do that. And then once you get it, all the dead um, pruned out, then you can even it up. If, if you have one stick on one side of it that's way high, you can just take that one down to the next green stem trying to even out the plant. So they're all relatively at the same height, and then that way it won't look kind of wonky on you. So hopefully that helps. Just early, and I know it's still early. Like I was looking, I have a topiary quickfire hydrangea in the backyard, and it just popped some green yesterday. So I started giving it a bit of water. So a lot of the stuff is just starting. We still had snow like two weeks ago, so let's, we still got to be a bit patient um, things are just popping, things like that. So just be patient on that, and uh, and uh, we will definitely get there soon. I'm going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. So I got uh, two monkshood uh, plants online, and um, they're about 15 centimeters. They're a really small pot. Yep. Um, I was told that they might not make it if they're planted in the ground alone this year. Um so Why is that? If that's true, um, and how I should plant them? No, I, I, they can definitely go out into the perennial garden. I don't okay. see any reason why not. Okay, um, just plant them like normal. Um, mound them up just a bit. Make sure you give them when you're doing a smaller pot like that. Just ensuring that they get the proper watering, um, especially in the warm weather, at least every day. Okay. And if it if it's pouring rain, obviously you can hold off a bit, but. Just on the, on the small road, just do that slow, deep watering. Make sure you're soaking the ground well. And no, you should be totally fine. So I can bury the, I can put them in without the pot then? Is that? Yeah, take the pot out. Normal? Okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yep. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. 
I'm going to go up to Don. Good morning, Don. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show greatly, Merle. Thank you so much. How can I help I you? Have, uh, I want to put in a couple of haskaberries, I believe. I want to do haskaberries, but I've never <laughs> tasted them. Okay. Um, I know you've got three varieties. look like Japanese, a six-foot, five-foot, four-foot. I would probably go for a four-foot and a five-foot. Yeah. But... Um, do you have any with uh, berries on the store? No. Um, will they vary in the store? They will, but depends if the if the birds or the or the rabbits get them first, right? Um, so they're just starting to bloom. Um, so they will have a little bit, but they taste like I call them sort of like the Alberta blueberry. They're actually pretty good. They're not gritty like a Saskatoon. No, they they seem actually they're they're pretty decent. Then they're a lot bigger than the Saskatoon as well. So yeah, they look like quite substantial plants. Um, yeah, and they're okay. super hardy. They're out of Siberia, so they're nice and hardy. Oh, your website said Japanese, or maybe a VO. I think Canada. yeah, just a brand. Yeah, it's yeah. northern, but they most of them were brought and and uh, raised out of Siberia, okay. and uh, uh, so super hardy. And the fruit, like I, said, I call them the Alberta blueberry, rather than trying to grow blueberries here, which right. you, you'll get I maybe, th- yeah, you give about two or three. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, <laughs> which, they're not as uh, intensive as uh, babysitting as far as uh, raspberries. Right? No, not at all. No, okay. they they once they get going, you'll be very happy. And the nice thing is they they kick out early, like you get uh, you get fruit fairly early on them, so which is nice because they're used to short season, so. Very good. I got one other question. I sent you a picture. You got anybody on the text today answering? Um, Joanne is trying to get on there. She's having okay. some issues with it loading. Got a whole bunch of little green shoots in my raised beds this year. They're in the fresh. I haven't planted a darn thing, but there's nice little white stems on them with a little green leaf. I sent you a picture. If you what's to what's the last two numbers of your phone number? Uh, Seventy-eight. Okay. Oh. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be a problem. I've been picking them out. I've never had them before. They might have come in with a bag of something that I threw in there. But uh, I'm just wondering if there's something that's going to give me a big grief later on. Um, is it actually? I got one with a 78. Was it the tomato question? No, no. It was no. a couple of little uh, pictures of a little. Yeah, shoes, that's the only one okay I can see with a 78. Go. If it'll come through here. Okay. Um, um, for the most part, I would just use a three prong cultivator. And this cult, when they're small, just cultivate it, and uh, and that should definitely, if it's just a weed or something popping up. Yeah, like there's thousands of them is what we're saying. Yeah, okay. it's probably just that little chickweed, so that this is the best time. Just get your cultivator out, and just cultivate the soil, then they'll just dry out on top, and then uh, just, you just mix them in after. I also had a horrible ant problem. I took your advice from last year. I soaked the heck out of them. It took two two good soakings, but I got rid of them. And which one did you use? The no. Well, you know what? I, it was in my garden, so I didn't use. Okay, just, I just water. Soaked them with water, yeah. Awesome. Drowned them. Yeah. Yep, that works. They, if you make it uncomfortable, they'll move. They did. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Take care. Bye bye. All right, I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I've sort of gotten into that uh, that tune. I'm trying to figure out the theme. I'm kind of stumped. Does anybody else know the theme? Help me out here. Let's go to Dan, see what's going on over there. Good morning, Dan. Morning, sir. How are we doing? Good. So luckily this birthday weekend I get to do gardening instead of shoveling <laughs> snow. Well, that's pretty so good, that's though. Exciting. Yeah. And... Um, 
we've moved into a new place last year and didn't really do much, but we've got, I think the house is about 24 feet wide and the gardening area is about two to three feet deep. Okay. Or I guess away from the house depth. Yeah, length Um, and width. Yeah. So we're thinking of, and it's the back of the house is south facing. So we're thinking that's good for things like tomatoes and those funky fruits like watermelon and melons and stuff. Yeah, actually, we got a bunch of those in right now. Actually, we have the cantaloupe melons, yeah. watermelons already pre-started for, for people. Sometimes you get a little head start with those once again going. Wait. Now, what's the best type of soil? So initially, like, I thought it was half-decent. Um, so I is, got is there any four or five is, bags, and, well, that's hardly enough. I think we've, we need to amend about eight inches deep probably. Okay. Actually, you know what, Dan? I'm going to help you out. You're going to be the lucky winner of the big oh, yellow bag. Woo-hoo! And you can use it for, they, they have different blends. So for the veggie one, just ask for that one. And that yeah. will give you one cubic yard of the big yellow bag with uh, with one of their great soils in there. And that's from our good friends oh, down at amazing. yeah Eagle Lake Landscape Supplies. So thank you to them. And, I can't fit any more in this stupid jeep of mine <laughs> well this way it'll it'll save you some money and come down and get your plants there you go oh yeah all right and well for those fruits when is the right time to plant them um for those ones um you should still wait closer to the first of june uh, you can put them out there and just keep an eye on it and if you it's just they're calling for one night that gets down to zero um so which is those ones are a little bit tender still but um yeah. For the most part, we're we're pretty close, but I would still wait till um, that one more day. I think it's next Thursday or something. Nice. Is they're calling for a little bit of a cool night? So after that, okay. you should be good to go. And awesome. if we happen to get a bit of frosting, lay a blanket or something like that. Don't use plastic. Um, use okay. a, like a cloth towel or something like that. Okay. Awesome. awesome. All Thank right. Well, so I'll just much. put you on hold. And Brian's going to get all your info. And uh, congratulations to Dan. He's the winner of the big yellow bag from our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. All right. Where am I at here? I'm going to go to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. How can I help you? I've got two big 8 by 4 raised beds, and they're on the south side of the house, and I've got them facing east-west. And then last night I read, you got to put them (laughs) (laughs) north-south. I think people like to write those things just to mess with people's minds. Like, how does the how does it know? Like, you know what I mean? When the plant's sitting in the bed, does it care what direction the bed is going? Yeah. Well, and I don't have them filled yet. Yeah. So no, can... it's it's fine. You're totally. Right. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I've seen things like that too, and I think that's just like someone pouring Coca Cola. I know there's that one doctor. Oh, he's in. Seattle, he's a gardener, but he uses Coca-Cola all the time for pests and stuff. No. And, or, or maybe someone does something in a garden once, and the, and it worked, and the plants are great, so they they do it every time just because. There's such an overwhelming amount of information. Oh, it, out there. it is, it is, and yeah. uh, that one I would definitely not worry about. I think it's great. just more saying because, like I said, if you have it one way, but if in the middle of that bed that plant. Could have been in either one bed, whatever bed going, whatever direction, it would know the difference. Yeah, okay. So you're, um, you're just make it yay. fit into your yard, probably get the most sun, um, and then you'll be good to go. And just make sure you start with good soil, and uh, you'll be good to go. Great. And can I, can I, I mulch? Do I need to mulch the raised, the raised beds? Um, 
Uh, what do you and you're growing veggies or what are you going to grow? Veggies, yeah. I wouldn't use like a like a bark mulch or anything. I would just add. I would just use regular like our spruce up all purpose soil or one of the big yellow bags or something like that. I would. I, I don't use bark mulch on veggies because you want to be able to turn the soil over and stuff after. Because if you're growing radishes and things like that, you can multi seed them multiple times throughout the season. Like radishes right. come up in two or three weeks, and then you can reseed them again and reseed them again. So just don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, Thank you very no, much. yeah. Just use a good soilless mix. Like, there's the, do we have the one black gold, the veggie mix, or I, I always just use our spruce up all purpose. It has zeolite, has lots of good nutrients in it, and okay. you'll be good to go. Great. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Right, bye bye. You always wonder how those things, uh, some of those things that people write about. I think it's just they run out of stuff to write about, and uh, so they've tried to make it more complicated than it needs to be. This gardening thing. Let's keep it simple. Let's go to Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. How can I help you? A uh, question about my hydrangea. It okay. is a potted planter hydrangea. Mm-hmm. Um, I get them every year. And this is about my fourth or fifth one. I had this one for about three weeks. It's been inside the whole time. I've done nothing to it. Um, and this past week, I decided it's time to get it outside. It's warming up. Yep. So... But the day I was taking it out, I looked at it really closely, and the flowers were really starting to wilt. And the only other thing I had noticed on and on for the previous two-ish... Is it one of the blue or pink ones? Pink. Yeah. So they only have a certain span, too, like those flowers, once they're done, if they're kind of turning brown and droopy, they're just done. So you got to keep cutting them off. Okay. And you might get some more, but typically on those ones, those are just growing for like an Easter... And, okay, because I normally get them around this time of year, and they last all summer, and they bloom like crazy. I get new shoots, new... Yeah, they might... Just a different variety. Depends which one you got. Like, it... So so you can just try and prune those off. Okay, and where... where, How far... I would do just down to the next leaf set underneath the bloom ball. Okay, yep. And uh, just do that. Keep feeding them. They're heavy feeders when they're like that. Repot it. 15, 30, 15, high middle number for that. Right. And uh, hopefully that'll help... I, I've seen them work good. I used them in my planters two or three years ago. I was semi-impressed. Like, I didn't get tons, so it, uh, and so it depends what variety. I think there's, there's a lot of other ones out there that you're going to get a lot more show. So Okay, so it might have even been this variety this year. Yeah. It was almost... Okay, and then the other question, right from the get-go, at the beginning or the bottom of the plant, had a couple here and there dry, crispy leaves. Mm-hmm. What is that an indication? That was this. It, it dried out at one time. Okay. So and old leaves. Yeah, because it's Perfect. just, because in the hydrangea, they forced them so quick, right? They got them in those smaller pots. They grow them. They get those great big flowers on them. Um, so the odd time, if it did dry out or it shed some of its old foliage as well. Okay. Now, so do you even recommend those. flipping? Yeah, I would take all those off, yeah. Okay. That way the plant isn't trying to rejuvenate old leaves or as soon as I see a leaf start going... I always pick them off for the most part, unless it's the very last one or something. But I always, if I see on like on a tree or any of my house plants, things that where a leaf starting to go, a lot of times I'll just pull it off because I, I don't want my plant to waste the energy on trying exactly. to re- use that. I want it to produce a nice new bloom or nice new leaves or whatever it's doing. We'll get the nutrients to the new stuff, exactly. Yep. Well, and then that quickly takes me, if you don't mind, a quick question about my tomato plants. 
Okay. It's a grape tomato. The, it's flower, the stalks are healthy. It's got the yellow flowers. That's all looking good. But the leaves have suddenly, some of them, started to go brown and yellow and crispy. Should I just... Yep, just, get rid of those leaves right yeah, away. Just get rid of those leaves and uh, and just be careful. Watch your watering. Just make sure you're watering consistently. Let it dry out in between waterings. Um, not bone dry so it's crispy dry, but just let them dry a little bit in between waterings. Okay, perfect. Excellent. And then deep watering, water all the way through. Uh, all right. I, do, and I want my tomatoes. So thank you very much for you're your You're very help. welcome. Really thank you. The you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I got to take a break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm going to go to the phone line, talk to Gord. Good morning, Gord. Good morning. How can I help you? I cut down a cotoneaster hedge last fall. Okay. And so far I uh, mixed in some tree and shrub fertilizer this spring, tilled that in. Then I just finished uh, spraying it with pure spray green. Okay. Now it's supposed to rain this week. I figure after that I'll rage it. Yeah, and what I'll do is if you can throw, if you have a soaker hose or something like that, just yeah. give it a good shot of water, and then you should start seeing some growth coming up if you haven't already. Yeah, it's starting. Yeah. But the question is, is when should, how often do I need to respray that with the uh, pure spray green? Um, Right now, you just did the one. I would wait until the first week first second week in june to give it its next spray and then just for th- about three weeks it's just during when the scale is hatching uh-huh. and it starts out as a fly and it's typically in that um first week or two in june depending on what the weather's doing but i'll try and keep everyone posted on that because mark who leads up our printed up team um, I'll make sure he's letting me know when the hatches, because they have like a little hotline amongst all the arborists that they share that info. Okay. So, but that's the most important time is try and get that. Um, is typically in that uh, mid June to the first week in July sort of thing is when those will hatch. So. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Yep. No, let me know how that goes, and just if you if you missed the, any of the cuts on there, just go around and make sure you, they're all nice, clean cuts on the on what you have left over there, and that's good to go. Yeah, we uh, took out all the dead. So I just cut it down with a chainsaw. Perfect. First, if it's I, nice uh, and sharp, that's the great way to go. So. Yeah. Well, then we took uh, pruners and went in and tidied it made up. Made all nice, nice, clean cuts on everything. Perfect. Well, sounds like you did everything right. Should have a nice looking hedge, and uh, and give it that rage like you're doing, and you should be good to go. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, Gord. Take care. You bet. Bye bye. All right, I'm gonna go to Lauren. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you out? Uh, I want an acreage uh, about ten minutes south of your location. Yep. And last year we had a bunch of construction done here, and uh, about 3,000 square feet of our lawn is completely dug up, <clears throat> redone. I've leveled it out and uh, topped it up with some uh, new uh, fresh loam. Yep. And there's another area, probably 1,000 square feet or more, that was just trampled down to nothing. Nothing wants to grow. There's grass there, but nothing wants to grow. I topped it up also. Okay. And I wonder what your thoughts are on hydro seeding. Um. It, it works pretty good, but it, you have the ability even just to get a bag of grass seed 
Um, and just use like a fertilizer spreader if you want to seed it. Just go over it and then just just even just drag it. Are you? Do you have a like a little tractor that you have at your place? Or yeah. Yeah. And then you can just give it a quick harrow after, and uh, and that works really quite well. So just uh, just uh, regular grass seed. Well, yeah, we have an acreage blend that we have at the store, but yeah, if you even at UFA or something like that, if you some larger bags, um, the park blend is sort of one of the good ones. If you if you we do have the Ecolon. It's a bit more money, but it is the drought-resistant fescue blend. Uh-huh. And we have the same grass that we have in with our mandrily grass seed. We have that in stock as well. So, right. Okay. Um, those areas, they're fairly big, but they're not too bad. Like each, um, I guess you're still 50 cents a square foot, so you'd be about 500 bucks for the 1,000 square feet for sod if you just want to lay sod and then be done with it and you'd be mowing in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm not really interested in sod, but okay. hydro seeding, not, not so much. I don't, it, it works great, absolutely. Then it's just done and done. You get them in, they spray it. Um, just make sure they don't spray any of the trees or anything else. That's my only issue with some of the guys. Can you, can you rent their unit do it yourself? <laughs> I, I don't think so. No way. No, I think for that smaller amount, by the time you rent it, you're probably best better off calling, calling one of the guys out there and get her done. Well, then grass seed will work then probably. Yeah, give it a shot. Okay. Should be fine. The most important thing is you want to do about 100 pounds per acre. So if you just figure out what square footage you're doing, and an acre is 44,000 square feet. So that kind of gives you some rough. 100 pounds per acre. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's start gardening. I still don't know the theme. I'm totally clueless on this, but I love all the tunes. They're they're very good today. I like it. I always like it a little bit more rock, and I'm kind of kind of a rocker guy, I guess. Don't have the hair for it anymore, but I'd like to think so. Give it a shake here and there. <laughs> all right, who did I press open? I went to Pat. Good morning, Pat. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. I have a blue moon wisteria that I bought. This will be the third summer. Okay. The well, first, congratulations, you've done well to keep it going for three. That's good. <laughs> well, the first time when I planted it, I mean, it was it didn't have any blooms on, but I'm hopeful, right? Yep. Last year, it did nothing, but it didn't die. It just stayed green. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> so this year, and it was so wet last year. I'm up in Airdrie, and yep. it was just so wet. So I'm hoping this year it's going to do something. Yeah, just make sure you're feeding it. Like, you want to feed it like a 15, 30, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Make sure it's mulched, and then just water it in really well in the fall, like after okay. after the first frost, when it, up until freeze up. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's watered in well, and then have a bark mulch on it, because that really helps keep plants like that when we're pushing the zone a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so it, it shouldn't be planted here, really? Well, it, it's not really, like, there's not a lot of wisteria native here, so... Oh. Yeah, so but we are pushing the zone, but that's fun. That's what you do, though. That's what gardening um, is all about, right? So yeah. um, I was at a couple clients there um, a couple weekends ago after the show, and it was up in sort of the Mackenzie Town area, or not Mackenzie, but Lake Mackenzie. Uh-huh. And up in there, it's a little, like, this these great big Alberta dwarf spruce, and they're just mat like, things that don't normally grow, and they're just, 
like specimens of spe- species, right? Wow. So um, it's kind of cool when people, if you get the right area, and uh, so there should be no reason if you've got it to live, well, let's just get it to bloom this year. So should I cut it down? Like it's all just well, branches now. Yeah, so. just let let it see wherever the green comes out. It's still a bit early, but I would definitely start f- fertilizing now. Give it a good shot of water first. Mm-hmm. Um, fertilize with uh, 15, 30, 15. And just wait till you see some green coming out. If it goes all the way down to the bottom, then just cut the whole thing off from the bottom. And but if you are getting some stuff up higher, just just cut just above the very last green that you'll see on your vine. Okay, because I've planted it kind of in a round circle with a clematis as well. Like they're both on the same okay. arbor. Okay. Yeah. So now should I cut back the clematis as well when everything starts to get green? Yeah. This depends which variety you have, right? So it's not the Jack Manny, but it's still kind of a purpley. Okay, it depends. You'll, well, you'll see if it starts growing from the top, then then don't cut it back. Okay. Same thing if it only if it starts right at the bottom, then you'll know to cut it right back at the bottom. Okay. Hmm. All right. I have a a aloe uh, vera, and the fronds are curling in in and on, on themselves. What does that mean? Um, typically, it's maybe running a little bit too dry. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Which we tend to do with those. I know I do. You can think, ah, it's a cactus and go forever. And I'll, oh, it's been two months since I watered <laughs> that thing. I better give it a shot. So well, it grabs them when you walk past it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Okay. Oh, do you know the real reason why the gopher or the chicken crossed the road? No, let me know. To prove to the gophers it could be done. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Thanks. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, nice. Yeah, we got to have a couple of jokes here and there. Some gardening jokes, and uh, that one's always good. I'm going to be right tight on time, but I'm going to give it a quick shot here. We're going to go to Nicole. Good morning, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. Can I help Um, you? Yeah, you bet. So I've had a number of cedars die this past winter. It was really hard. It must have been some sort of desiccating wind or something. Anyway, these cedars were 15 years old, and they were facing north. They were against a a north-facing fence. And I'm kind of I'm trying to think what can I replace them with that gives me a bit of height. Um, it can be deciduous or it can can be evergreens. The only thing I've had luck with that doesn't die other than spruces and pines are yews. They seem to do quite well in my yard. Yep. But they're very slow growing. And uh, how what's the height you kind of like to achieve? Oh, I'd love to have like at least six to eight yeah. feet, if not more. Yeah, you could try, and, and from what I understand, you've tried cedars and yeah. like, without too much luck facing north. On the north side, it is tough getting some height. Um, I would try maybe, like the Annabelle hydrangea will give you some some decent, it gets in that three to four feet high. Um, nice white blooms, loves the shade. It'll do well there. Um Possibly a trellis with some hops or something like that to grow up behind it. I've heard kiwi vine do well in in light like that. I'm looking for a tree. I'm yeah. looking for an evergreen or a tree. Yeah. Is there, any, uh, is there anything? You could try like a columnar spruce and just try and pull it away from the fence as far as you can get it. To give it light. Yeah. yeah. That's the key. The columnar spruce are, are, are very hardy. And if you get it away from the fence, that would be my best guess to give it a shot okay so maybe a norway then yeah norway weeping spruce would be good too so okay give, give that a try thank you thank bye-bye. you bye-bye all right i gotta take a break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, Mo was the first person to guess. It is uh, Queen for the Queen Victoria long weekend. So good job on that one. And my wife came in second. She just said Queen. So she asked if she wins a date with me. So I guess so. Hey, <laughs> uh, she has to live with me. That's probably. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a prize or a. <laughs> oh, bad. I, the booby prize. I, I love making fun of myself, though. So it's all good. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Enough of that fun stuff. Let's go to Judy. We're going to talk some sweet peas. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. How can we help you? Oh, um, I've planted sweet peas for many, many, many years. Okay. The last few years, the seeds don't germinate. Hmm. I almost think it's old seed, but it was from a garden center. Have you heard of this? Um, Not really. Um, we're. I'm not sure if, if you've gone from us or from somewhere else, but... Um, most of like I haven't we haven't had any issues with any of our seeds that I've heard of, um, and we do turn our seeds in every year um, back to our suppliers, and we get fresh seeds every season. And I do try to stick with uh, the number one grade seeds because I know some of the ones out of the states um, they use a number two or number three grade. Um, the brands that we carry like the West Coast and the Pacific. Pacific West, they're all number one grade seeds, so some of them, other ones, maybe not as much. Yeah. Well, this is from a, a really good garden center in Lethbridge, so I'm sure yeah. they're up to date. Yeah. What else could I be doing wrong then? I didn't plant them very deep. I put them in a trench. Um, if you've done everything the same them. way every year, um, uh, honestly, yeah, it's a tough one. It's... Uh, why wouldn't they germinate? Do you soak them? Do you use any inoculant? Yeah, I, I soak them. Okay, and did you, do you use an inoculant with them at all? or? No, I don't. Okay. That would be, like I said, or maybe try switching spots. Like, if the, is the soil totally... Um, have you added any amendments to the soil or anything? Um, yes, I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be... It's And they're getting nothing. I would... Do you have any of the seeds left that you haven't put in the ground? Pardon? Do you have any of the seeds? I do, and they've been soaking now for, <laughs> for so three weeks. There's a couple to, that are just starting to germinate. Yeah, that would be gonna... my only guess is that they are possibly old. Like, like that's because this sounds like if there's nothing in them. Sweet peas are pretty easy. Like, I don't want to say it that way, but they are usually, as you know, in the past. Yes. Okay, actually, just hang on a second. I got Diana. She is the sweet pea queen. And uh, let me pull her up here on the line. She called in. Whenever she hears sweet peas, it's good to have her as a resource. So just hang on one sec here. She'll join us. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. Sorry to bug you. Every no, time I hear hey, sweet peas, I, my no, head takes up. Right? And I love that because you are the guru of the sweet peas. So do you have any advice? Okay. And I have Judy still on the line, so she's here listening as well. So, Right. Hi, Judy. According to the Sweet Pea Society in England, nothing kills a sweet pea quicker than soaking it. Um, they've gone completely away from soaking seed. But then in England, they do have top-class seed. I mean, super-duper seed that we find really hard to get here. I see. So a lot of the seed we get is there's no way, unless there's a date on the package, it's very hard to know how old they are. 
But for the most part, what, what would be the main reason that they wouldn't come up, Diana? Like, is it if they're not German, would well, they just be old and dried out? Or like? Old is probably the first thing, because we have That's... very little way to know. When we get a seed packet, I mean, not many of them have dates on, right? No. Well, a lot of them are starting to put the dates on them. Like, for us in our retail, they always seem to have a best before that we have to use. Good, um, good. So excellent. And, and, that's, and I've switched out of the, some of the ones out of the States because I just did more research and I found that they weren't as good a quality. I, and no. the ones with the Canadian ones A lot are, of the ones that come out of the States, Merle, come from California, and almost the seeds get over-dried. Yeah. You know, they bake them in the hot sun, and how they expect anything to come to life after that is, hmm. Yeah, no, I found the same thing. So, so Judy, I think you could be just dealing with some old seeds, so maybe if you want to hit the garden center and grab some fresh ones and uh, and give it another shot. You still have some time, does she not, Diana? Oh, it's there's still... still time. I mean, they're going to be late. Sure they are. Um, it's tough because, you know, like everybody says, well, you put them in as soon as the ground can be worked. But sometimes it's just too wet and soggy. If you have a clay soil, that sort of holds the coals for a little too long. Yeah. And I think sometimes the seeds sit there going, wow, this is a bit chilly. You know, it must be winter. <laughs> and they promptly go dormant. And, I don't and know. And honestly, two weeks ago, we still had snow on the ground, so it is... Yes. So It's it, clay soil. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if it's clay soil, really amend your soil. Really, really put some really good stuff into it. Okay, well, thank you very much. And, uh, and give that a try, and consider ordering your seeds from England. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, it, it's such better, such high-quality stuff, and so much more choice, so... Very interesting. Okay, well, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Thanks, Diana. Thank you, Merle. Thank you, guys. Okay. Appreciate Bye. it. No, always love the help. Okay. See, there's our there's our garden gurus coming in and helping okay. us out as well. So uh, thanks okay. to Diana. And uh, I know the ones um, we just got in a big batch of, of sweet pea seeds in as well the other day. So um, hopefully they're good. And uh, I haven't had anybody come in and say otherwise. So hopefully they uh, continue to be on that way. I, if you'd like to join me, there is some spots open. I haven't had to say the phone number yet today, but 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Um, the phone lines are open, and I got a couple callers here first, but I will go to them. But I do have three or four spots left. I'm going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Uh, I was wondering if you could tell me, we have a spruce tree on our neighbor's yard that that is killing our grass. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you previously talk about uh, some kind of a seed that is hardier. Or- yeah, well, this has deeper roots and it will grow underneath. It's it's called the ecolon, but it, it's it's the really the condition too underneath it, right? Because it's usually really dry. The spruce tree works like a big umbrella, right? And it sheds all the water away from it out to its root system, which is right. on the on the perimeter of its of the drip line. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a matter of if not only if the spruce tree is limbed up a bit, so it can get enough light underneath it as well. It is. Yeah, and then put in some fresh soil, um, clean out some of the needles, and uh, adding fresh oil, and then ensuring that it gets watered underneath there. The ecolon will grow underneath the spruce trees. But you just have to make sure that if you have an irrigation system, ahead is underneath that area so it's getting the proper water. Well, That's the biggest challenge. If you're trying to do it without irrigation or without 
supplementing the water all the time, it, it, it just will die off because there's just nothing there for it. And the spruce tree takes every ounce of, uh, of moisture <laughs> or food away as well. Is this the seed that requires less water? Yes. Once it gets rooted in, absolutely. It's a blend of five or six different fescues. Okay. And uh, it's called Eco Lawn. Okay. And you have that in your Yes, store? we do. I believe I'm the only one that carries it. It's, uh, it's a great seed. We've been carrying it for like 10 years or more. It's been really, really good. So okay. it's a little pricier, but it's all seed. There's no crap in it. Like they don't put any other fillers or, or, or the um, other type of grass seed. And when you're buying this, you're getting all the fescue, all the good seeds. So. Okay. And another question, if I can. Yep. I'll give you one uh, more. You have um, someone with, in your organization called Joanne, I believe. Yeah, Joanna. She works in our landscape design department. And is she still available to come out and tell you what to plant in an area? Yeah, she's booking consults a little bit further out. At this time of year, we're fairly busy. But if you send an email to, or you, if you on our website, you can just click on landscaping and send in a questionnaire, and then Joanna will get back to you. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Or even if you want to text this um, same phone number, Joanna's on the other end. She's doing the texting for me today again. So if you just text her a message there, she can get your number off of that as well. I can't text. So. Okay. Thank All right. You much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I should probably just take a break, but if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7625. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I just wanted to listen a little bit longer because this is one of Brian's favorite ones. He hasn't heard this one for a while, so there's another Queen tune for you from Brian Behind the Glass. <laughs> this, be, <laughs> this made me think about Behind the Glass. This is how our whole world's going to be from now on. Does everyone have their own little rooms everywhere they go, eh? This is the Brian in the plastic bubble. There we are. All right. This show is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's Trusted Garden Center. We are fully stocked. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right, now I'm going to go to the phone lines. And we got uh, full board again, which is good to see. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are you doing, Merle? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I got a couple of situations. Anyway, I have a couple of Brandon Cedar. Yeah, I know they're tough to grow. Yeah. But... <laughs> Depends where you are, though. You know, like certain parts of the city, I see them, and it's kind of weird. Like they, the one um, neighborhood, Cedar Bray, cedars do well in that neighborhood. So it's kind of weird that it's it's named that. I'm not too sure if that was just coincidence or what. But ready? Yeah, we're no, we're north of we're north of Calgary. Okay. Anyway, and uh, this particular one, one of them, we've had it oh shoot since it was about 18 inches high. Okay. It's now about between four oh, over five feet tall. Oh, nice. And the other one was uh, I bought, and it was in, you could tell it was growing in a pot, which I like because if you cut, you take the ones that they cut out, forget it, they only last a year. Yeah, the but ones anyway. out of the soil. Yeah, I was just talking to our grower about that yesterday or two days ago because I was, I was saying I need some big cedars. We have quite a few people asking for them right now. I said just make sure they're not the 
dug out of the field ones that you see at the superstores and whatever. Well, that's yeah. This is when I bought this other one. That's exactly. I looked. No, nope, it's been growing in a pot. So I thought, well, I have to end it. It did grow for a couple of years. What happened? You're a smart I man. I noticed. Uh, Anyway, about a couple of months ago, a month and a half ago, when, I, when there was still snow on the ground, I was blowing snow around and I was trimming my apple trees, I, I noticed this was starting to get desiccated. Yeah. Now, uh, it's got worse. Like, it's it's getting pretty crispy. I mean, it's still green inside, but it's getting pretty crispy now. It, if what can I Is it all on? over it's, the outside or just mainly in the middle? or No, it's on the outside. <laughs> okay. And Is it on better. the south or west side or the whole thing? The whole thing. Uh that's not typically a good sign. If it starts going like that, we maybe have lost it. Um, it's just hard, really hard for it to revive, like without seeing how bad it is. But if you're over 50%, um, I would say you probably could be on the way out. Could have been winter desiccation. Well, um, my wife said, oh, I think you over fertilized it. I said, well, that's true. I always do a couple of handfuls on it in the spring when I'm fertilizing around yeah, there. The, trees. As long as it isn't super high nitrogen, like it depends what type of fertilizer. Like if it's that forty six zero zero or some oh, of that. No, no, no. I think this one is. I buy it at the local, uh, you know, fertilizer place, and I think it's twenty four. You know. That's okay. Yeah. As long it's as it's mixed in reasonably, that should be totally fine. Um, but it could have been from last fall. We had a really dry fall up until December. Yeah. Um. It didn't. It's that's where fall watering is really important for cedars. A lot of our hardwood trees, a lot of the fruit trees, things like that as well, is making sure we water them in really good in September, October, going so into the freeze. Let's work on that, or am I lost? Um, if it's over 50%, I, I'd almost think, unfortunately, you're probably on the way out because it's just really hard for them to recover. Yeah. And especially if it's going all the way through, if it's on the outside and inside, yeah, it sounds like it could be on its way out. <laughs> Maybe cut off the brown stuff and just sort of see what it looks like at the end. Maybe create a topiary. I had I had one I cleaned up at someone's house for them, and it, it just because the deer got at the bottom, so I trimmed yeah. all the bottom off and it left the top, so I just created like a pom-pom on top. It actually yeah. doesn't look too bad. So, And I did oh, that okay. with some pine trees in our lot. The deer got in our tree lot and... Uh, did that so I, I knocked just cut yeah, all the bottom ones off. The window here. And the bottom is still quite green. It's just maybe would it got sunburnt like during the winter? Absolutely. In, okay, if it's all on the top, then yeah. that sounds definitely what it is. If the because yeah, because yeah, if the bottom part was uh, protected yeah. from the snow and then the the sun reflected off it on top, yeah, sunburn. Okay. Sundering. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been the fertilizer that I've no, done this spring. No. This happened already. Like, yeah. So just off. rub all over, like even get, like just rub all that brown off, and it, it might kick out a bunch of new green stuff. Just maybe well, give it a shot. If it's just sunburn, it might be okay. Yeah, it's not brown. It's still, it's just dull green. It's still, the leaves are still, you know, the needles are still on it and everything. They're falling off, but they're, yeah, if so, you really rub on them, they will come off. But okay, if it's sunburned, then you, you have a good chance. I thought it was this brown desiccation. That's typically oh, why when I asked if it was on the south or west side. Cause no, typically, yeah, because typically the sunburn will go on those sides. Um, yeah. But if it, it could be still all the way around. If, it, if it's green on the bottom, that leads me to believe that it is the... And that's probably whereabouts where the snow line was because we had about two feet of snow back there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, another quick one. Uh, clematis. Yeah. Oh, it was growing up the chimney. It was like 10 feet high, so I cut it back to about three feet. Yep. Will that still come from the bottom or did I bugger it up? No, it'll still come from the bottom. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. You're good Thank to go. You Thanks, Enjoy Richard. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.
All right. I got time for one more. I'm going to go to Stan. Good morning, Stan. Hey, Merle. How are you? Good, good. Haven't heard from you for a while. How are things? Oh, I'm pretty good. I've been laying low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're usually all over the world, so... Uh, so, so this, this is keeping you tied down a bit. So you, you sent me a picture of that gorgeous hibiscus. Yeah, I just, uh, well, I sent some more in this morning. I don't know if you got them yeah. or not. But that's a little fella, and he's about three feet tall. And I think there are two or three color, various colors on that hibiscus, and I'm not sure. Do they graft them? Yes, they would. To get okay. the multicolors, they'll graft them like that. So That's, that's what I got. And it, that thing just does not want to stop blooming. No, well, I I, met, as you, and I know if you're listening, I I mention you once in a while when I, when people talk about orchids, I I I get back the visual of sitting in the in your <laughs> kitchen there with you and the wife having a coffee, looking at your gorgeous orchids <laughs> and everything blooming in your windowsill. So uh, absolutely, I could see that because in your house everything blooms, so you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, it comes along pretty good. Couple of problems I'm having though. Is okay. we uh, we did our front flower bed last uh, year, some about a year ago yep. in the fall, and um, we bought a couple of cherry bombs. Yep. And uh, they look like they're dead. Okay, they they're everything's a little slow right now too. So just give it a chance. Um, the barberries could just be popping up now because oh, I know I I'm still like you said, my yard faces full south, and I'm just starting, especially if it's not fully established stuff like one or two year old stuff mm -hmm. i'm just getting just a like a pinch on the north side of my house i'm getting nothing and the back side on the shrubs i'm just starting um on the hydrangeas and some of those things and barberries are a little slower mm -hmm. nine barks will come up earlier but i i would just just give it a chance there still stand give it a little shot of water then a little shot of fertilizer okay. but i think you should still be okay and the global cedars, we bought a couple of those. Yeah. I think this they this was their second year, Seneca and winter. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, they the one I rescued it, and it's now gone down to about four inches across, nice and green. Yeah. It was about a foot and a half. And uh, the other one looks like it's getting worse instead of better. Yeah, cedars are. I always say it's a 50-50 chance. That's the, yeah, that's one we don't warranty the cedars out of the store because it's sort of, people ask me, what's the chance? 50-50. <laughs> and, and, but you're in there, you're, you're close to Cedar Ray too. So I, they, I've seen a lot in Woodbine do quite well, but uh, it, it depends. Like it, this, if they get in right and they, in the right spot, they'll do okay. But it's, well, I got them on the east side. Yeah. Which is a little bit shaded. They do prefer the west or even the south. Well, I have the south exposure there until about one, two o'clock. Okay, that should be good, but it just like I said, sometimes they take and sometimes they don't. Like I, like cedars are just um, luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. All righty. Good. All well, right, thank Sam. you very much. Good to hear from you. We'll be seeing you one of these days. Absolutely. Say hi to everybody, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Okay, bud. Take care. Bye bye. bye, -bye. All right. <laughs> I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Hopefully you're having a good time. And uh, we're chatting with Brian a little bit about Queen. It's just amazing how diverse that band was, all the different variety. Unlike uh, sometimes if you listen to a band like a ZZ Top or, or ACDC, you know exactly who they are. Um, Queen definitely was very diverse, as, and I guess they still are, um, with the new singer, Adam. Let's go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. I'm calling about my lawn. We have some brown spots, and we thought it was a dog. That was like four or five years ago. But we've tried everything. Now they're double the size this year. And looking it up, it looks like it's a fungus, but it says there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm asking for help. Yeah. Is it... um, Do you still have the dog? Uh, we have little dogs, but okay. I'm pretty sure that's not the cause okay. of it. It could be still part of it because little doggies pee as well, but I got a couple solutions for you. Uh, we have a, what I would do is give it a good raking, put a little bit of loam over top, um, maybe some grass seed, um, use uh, the Green It Up lawn fertilizer because what it does, it helps build the roots up. If you haven't been using it, we it, used it last year, but it didn't seem to make a difference. Um, so you might have cinch bug. Um, that's been going around Calgary like crazy. So what we're going to do is do that same thing I mentioned to you, give it a really good rake, and then you're going to get a product called Pure Spray Green. Okay. And you're going to mix that with water, and it works as a fungicide and a pesticide. So you're going to give it a couple. How big are the patches? Oh, well, now this year they look huge. There's like six or eight all sort of attached like a crossword puzzle. Kate, do you, so have, a, probably, do you have a hose end sprayer? Uh, yes. Okay, so get a, a bottle of the Pure Spray Green. It's a concentrate. So depending on what dial you have, and then it'll say whatever to mix it per liter. Uh, it's 300 mils per liter. Um, so you'll see on your dial how to set it, whichever one you have. And then just give it a soil drench. So have it ready and then to start it and give those areas a really good soil drench. Do it one day and then wait three or four days and then do it again. Okay. And then at that point, um, fertilize and uh, a little bit of soil, like I was saying, and then do the seed on top after. And that should definitely help out. Okay, that's great. All right. One more question. I'm in Mackenzie Lake. Can we have some spreading cedars at the front of the house that have probably been there for the 25 years the house has been yeah. here? I want to move them because I want to put a deck there. Yeah. Will you, they die? Yeah. Yeah, you won't be able to move those. Oh, okay. They're just too big. You could give it a try, but really the chance is you'd need a, like a machine to get enough root ball. And once you start trying to dig those out, like they're a... They're um, they're hard. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, just uh, I've had to move them or dig them out from projects if we're putting a patio in or something. Um, they're they're just you you can never save them they're, oh, okay. unless you well, have a they're, big they're machine. Kind of raggled right now, anyways. I guess because the dry fall and and spring and yeah. So yeah. you probably just best to get rid of them. They'll be gone and uh, start fresh. Okay, great. Thank all right, you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, where are we at for time? We're good. We're going to go to Gladys. Good morning, Gladys. Good morning. How can I help I you? I have some dewworms. What Uh-oh. do I do with them? Uh, what, do you, what do you do with a dewworm? <laughs> yes. Um, they typically come when you are not watering deep enough. So, okay. so what I would recommend is change your watering habits, is a slower, deeper watering. So you just want to water for longer periods of time um, so if you're just watering, if you have a, do you have an irrigation system? No. Okay. Um, 
So when you do water, I'd recommend watering for at least 20 to 30 minutes when you do water and in each section. And then that push. So what they're doing is they're coming up looking for more moisture, softer area. So, and that's, that's really like, there's not a lot you can do. Like besides that is, is this more or less change your, keep them down lower, like push the water down lower. Um, I don't recommend there any chemicals or anything because they're just, there's not a lot you can do right now. You can spread some loam over top. Get a bit. Is how's the grass look? Well, it's dead in spots from where they've been. Yeah, you yeah, got the coming. lumps coming up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. So again, just try and get your health, uh, your lawn nice and healthy. So a bit more water, proper fertilizer um, will definitely help because then it'll push them back down. Um, they're just coming up because there's nothing there. Like yes, there's. I, I've had a company come and fertilize for quite a few years. Yeah. Depends if they're just using the liquid fertilizer. So a lot of times it, it doesn't have a lot of the middle number for the roots. Well, they do. Uh, they use a granular. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not sure what numbers they're using, but again, I'd probably recommend you probably need change your watering habits then. Okay, but All right. they when I'm I spot water lots yep. and they do come up. Yep. Yeah, see, that's when they come up. Yeah. And then I try to collect them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the reason they're right at that top is just because, the, like I said, it's too dry. Yeah, you just need to get them down lower than though this. They they don't really want to come up. They'd rather stay down low. So Okay. All right? Right. But, Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Great. All right. And I got a question here. I'll just answer it real quick on the text. Hi, Merle. I listen to your show as much as I can. I love gardening. I have a problem with patches of this wild grass that started a couple of years ago in one area this year and has spread to three batches. Do you know why that is and how the problem can be rectified? Yeah, it looks like this, like a regular quack grass type thing. And uh, what it is, is every time you cut it or, or dig it up, you typically break the roots. And in the picture you sent me, you can see all the, the different rhizomes sort of take over. So... Um, Unfortunately, in some of those spots in your grass, either you cut those areas right out or just spray them with Roundup, let it totally die, and then cut it out and then just replace it with sod or you can reseed it. Um, but once they start coming up like that, it's kind of weird. They're coming up in the grass too. It's kind of it's hard to see totally, but it's just every time, um, like I say to people in, in their flower beds, if you have grass, you're and not that we love using Roundup, but if you just spot use Roundup just on the grass, um, it'll kill it, let it die, and then pull it out. But every time if you try digging quack grass out, typically you'll you'll keep breaking the roots and you'll get more and more and more coming up. So anyways, hopefully that helps with that one. And I know Joanna will might elaborate a bit more on that. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we'll go to Krista, Kim, and Ken. We got the three Ks on there. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Seaside Rendezvous. So adorable. Seaside Rendezvous. Woo-hoo. Seaside Rendezvous. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Again, great tunes. Uh, let's go to Kim. Good morning, Good Kim. Good morning to you with this fine, gorgeous day. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, gosh, you know, I worked in the garden center for 16 years, and I used to tell people, do not plant May long weekend the first week of June. Yep. But back in the day, 
It was May long weekend. You planted everything under the sun. Everything started yep. growing. Yep. Yeah. And it, I do think it does seem, but we, we're looking decent this year. Hopefully we're, I still always say for people like pan, or pansies, petunias, snapdragons, a lot of them are fine to go outside. But you de- yeah, you, but you definitely got to be careful with your begonias and impatience and any of your, if you're growing any like uh, cucumbers or any of the melons or zucchinis or stuff, they exactly. z- zero tolerance on, on frost with those. So Exactly. And do you know what? Mother Nature tells you everything. Yep. And so I have a question. Um, I've already planted some bedding out plants on the east side of the house that's sheltered from the house, and they're growing fine. Ligularia is already up, um, and I'm loving life. But I tell you, clematis, you have to go to university to grow clematis. <laughs> I used to grow clematis in Sundance. It would have been 20 feet high and two feet wide. Here... Where I live, north of Strathmore, it's a totally different ball of wax. So I want to know, is is this already the time that I should be seeing an inch of growth already coming up on the clematis, or do I Whoops, sorry. think it's dead, deader than a door No, um, it is. Everything's out. Some of the stuff, and what side of the, of the house do you have it on? It's on the east side. Yeah, I would still wait a bit. Like it's still like you said, we still had snow up till a couple of weeks ago in in some places. So the ground's yeah. just starting to warm up. Like if you dig down and stick your fingers in the soil, it's pretty it's pretty cold still. So well, uh, hey, I'm going to stop <clears> you. I I asked you about my 40 feet worth of lilac around the the deck on the south and the west facing, and I trimmed it down to like six inches above the ground. Yep. Well, lo and behold, it's finally starting to sh- put some shoots and some leaves up. Yep. But uh, you know, I'm scared. At least I I don't have uh, skeleton twigs. I didn't cut nope. it down as short as I should have. So I've got gone just above the, the node first that's coming out, and I've trimmed off the little extra height. Yeah, you'll start seeing a whole bunch coming up. So Okay. So will it? should I let it grow into a shrub, or should I let it grow into a tree? Um, that becomes your personal preference. Like if, you, uh, if you're looking for to block some stuff out, a hedge is always nice. Um, typically the lilacs, will grow in hedges, right? So it's okay. Um okay. I always it's always nice to see a big row of flowers as well, but yeah. If you're just doing one by itself then a tree is nice. So Okay. Also I wanna say that I I had experience when I lived in Sundance. I grew garlic like there was no tomorrow. But up in Strathmore I tried it in the spring. I tried it in the fall. I tried it everybody has their different yeah, from what I hear, the fall a lot of times is best. But I think the soil up there, you just and also maybe maybe in made to raise your do some raised beds that might help. I've got, okay, I've got, you bet. Um, also, you know, we live on a sand plain, so I amend wherever I find the cheapest, like triple mix, and yep. I get in there and I add. Like I've already added thirty bags this year on my beds. And it's like there's never an end to it. So anyhow, with that being said, um, I've got a also um, a weeping weeping birch, and it's been moved from Sundance to Langdon to now this north of Strathmore area, and it is doing good. 
but I do see what, what is the bug again? Is the, is the, the, the birch leaf miner? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, use Rage Plus on that, and that'll definitely help. I got to take off here for a break. Okay. Thanks, Kim. Bye-bye. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. I want to break free. I think we're all feeling a little bit of that right now. Looking to break free, get out of the house, do some gardening, get that vitamin D into the skin. Makes you feel really good and uh, go from there. Let's go to Krista. Good morning, Krista. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, I was sending some pictures and I think of my Mayday tree. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of branches with like no leaves coming out of it. So did you have lots of that black knot all over it before? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that so that if it's un, if if you haven't pruned that off or if it if it's fairly inundated with it, that will um, start killing the tree and it'll slow it right down. So uh, oh. that black knot is a nasty fungus. So yeah, we took uh, much of it out. I think there's about three spots that um, yeah if it was pretty bad there's probably a pretty good chance it's kicking uh the tree uh into the into that doomsday on that thing so oh that would be a shame it is uh, and unfortunately um there's just way too many of those trees and with the with the native choke cherry as well it sort of got spread all over it's a it's it's quite nasty here in Calgary. So I don't even sell Maydays or Schubert's anymore just because they get that. So I recommend... I'm going to have to let you go. It's a little loud. Sorry, your kids there are kind of yelling. So couldn't... Uh, sorry about that. But that Mayday is just ready to go. Unfortunately, I'm going to go to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Hi, Ken. Ken. Hello. Hey, Ken. How can I help you? Good, good. Yeah, I, I got uh, a zole problem. Okay. Um, what do you do for that? Um, if with all, they all chew the little tunnels all through your grass this winter. Yeah, yeah, yep. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Best thing to do is just give it a really good raking. And for the most part, it, it should recover. And if you're using our Green It Up lawn fertilizer, it'll help recover a lot quicker because it has the high middle number, which is for the roots. And it recovers from those things a lot more. It just, when we get the heavy snow cover over the whole winter like that, you get them, they're able to go just free rain without any birds or anything going after them. So they they just sort of have a heyday underneath there. So Right, right on. One, one other question. I got those red tips on, the, on the, uh, my coniferous trees, so yep. my mugles and that. Is that the bud one? Yeah, a lot of that is just um, a little bit of sunburn, desiccation over the winter, windburn, possibly sunburn. It should just grow out of it. So I'd just give it a really good drink, good slow drink of water, and then go to thirty ten ten fertilizer on it. Thirty ten ten. Yeah, thanks. and that'll help push it out. Right on. All right, thanks. Okay, have a great day. You Bye-bye. too, Ben. Bye. All right, let's go to Gene. Good morning, Gene. Hi there. How can I help you? Um, well, I had tried to text a picture of my juniper. Okay. Um, but I don't. I don't know if it went through. Uh, um, I I can't. I'm not looking at the text. I got. Uh, 
Actually, yeah, no, I got one here, maybe. Is your number 24 rock on it? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I, there's, I'm not, I have Joanna on the other end. She's doing the tax, and there's, I'll be honest, there's like not probably 200 of them, so I can't, I, I'm not looking at the pictures. But how can I help you? I can probably answer. Well, um, it's a Calgary carpet juniper. Yep. And it's quite old, and it's always been super healthy. Yep. Um, but this year, when the snow was gone, there are a lot of the branches on it, not not the majority, but quite a few branches on it, that are really uh, looking dead and the almost like they've been stripped. And we, yeah. we live in the country and we do... It's mice. Is it mice? Yeah, mice and voles. Okay. They go in there. I've seen some of this. I was just out at a, at a place out in Bear Spa as well. Um, and just with the snow cover, the same thing as the grass. They get in there and they just chew away at the bark. Okay, so um, what shall I do then? Cut those back? Yeah, cut them back, and it might not uh, might not do too well. You, but most of those branches that have been chewed off will just die anyway. So some of them we might just have to take the whole thing out. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's one. And you can use mouse traps or something or most poison next year. Just put them around the bases, and that that will help. Okay, that, that's an idea. Never, ever had this problem. Before. No, I know. It's just they're getting more and more mice, and some years it's worse than others. And when we have this much snow, we typically don't have snow cover like this for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Usually we have a Chinook or something to help melt, but this year we didn't have any. So. Okay, I have uh, some hydrangeas that are on their third year. Yep. But they are not doing that well, and I'm just wondering if there is a... It's still early, so what I would do is give them a really good drink of water put a hose on them, slow, deep watering, Mm -hmm. and then you can start fertilizing with 15, 30, 15. 15, 30, 15. And that'll help. Like I was saying, I just checked mine yesterday. I was in the backyard and just just starting, so they still look like they're dead almost. So just uh, be patient with those, especially if you're out in the country. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. All right, I can still probably do one more. I'll go to Betty Lou. Good morning, Betty Lou. Uh, good morning. Uh, yes, I have a 20-year-old juniper, yep. and there's many in the neighborhood that look the same. They look burnt on the south side. The north side of the plant is lovely and green, but the... the yeah, it, again, this the, when we get the snow cover like we had and the bright sunny days that we love in Alberta, yeah. um, unfortunately, you, you will get the sunburn. There's probably a good chance it can grow out of it because it's not like a desiccation. So I would just... Give it a good, slow, deep watering, and then fertilize with 30-10-10. That's the evergreen fertilizer. Yes. And see if it, it, you can just push through it. Okay. Because okay. if it was just winter desiccation, I'd say that the branches are, are dead. But when it's just sunburn, it's just more of a... Uh, of the skin, so it, it can probably push through it. Okay. But okay. you just need to give uh, give it some boost, give it some thirty ten ten. The high middle, high first number on that yes. will yes, help push on the end. Okay, very good. All righty. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, I can maybe get one more quick one in here. We'll go to Bev. Hi, Bev. Hi. Um, I'm asking about my peas and my beans uh they disappear out of my garden even though i cover them with a tarp so that they can sprout yeah i would say it's either a bird or a mouse getting under mice can get in anywhere yeah um i would say you probably i would set a couple traps around there and to see if you catch something in the morning then you'll know what's been doing it 
Okay. Um, I would I would say it's probably that. You can maybe try pinning some like uh, like mesh wire, but they're pretty. It's amazing what a mouse can get through. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like I like you see them get through a crack or sometimes in a cupboard. You think how do you get in there? But I mean, there's one pea up in a whole row. Yeah, I would say you probably had a a bird or or a or a mouse or something get in there and uh, feast on your pea seeds. Well, I, I, I put um, heavy um, uh, stuff around the outside so that yeah. birds can't get in. Yeah, so I would probably say you might have had a mouse get in there. So Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, give the, try. Like I said, set a couple traps, and then that if you have put put a seed or something in the trap, then you'll know if, if you have mice coming in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Bev. I got to go. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Um, If you're looking to go to a garden center, go on the last two hours of the day. Typically, it's a lot quieter. And uh, don't forget to do the physical distancing when you are at the garden center. Thank you so much. And until next week, you're listening on 770 CHQR.